Percy, the recorded data and statistics tell us that prostate cancer incidents among African American men are disproportionately higher than any other racial group. What say you about that? Yeah, Wayne, it's an amazing statistic, and obviously, being an African American man, that's that's uh, that has my direct attention. Mm-hmm. Uh, much has been recorded, and I think that's important for us to understand. What does the number say to us? Much has been recorded. But not much has necessarily been done to address this social dynamic. And so today we are, we're going to hear from someone that's doing something about this. So let's have a real conversation about this issue today, if you don't mind. Yes, we'll talk with a philanthropic change agent who is literally putting his money where his mouth is to sound the alarm about prostate cancer. The following program is produced and sponsored by City of Hope, a world leader in cancer research, treatment and prevention. Information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. Welcome, everyone. This is Health, Hope, and Inspiration. I'm Wayne Shepherd, and our host is Percy McRae, Pastor Pease, Director of Underserved Communities at City of Hope. And as we've mentioned before, Percy, that includes the faith-based communities, interfaith communities. So thank you for being with us again this week, Percy. And I'm excited to be here as we continue to serve the communities that have been underserved, if you will, from a healthcare perspective with awareness, education, and inspiration. So today is a good day, my friend. And what an important topic to talk about, huh? It is important. And again, I want to say as a caveat and as a, you know, just as a disclaimer earlier on, you know, we are here to talk about anything and everything that is related to all communities, all cultures, all backgrounds. Uh, But there are some topics that require a little more specific information and attention to be paid to it. And prostate cancer awareness across the board is one of those, and certainly with regard to the dynamic of the impact to the African-American community. So, yeah, it's an important topic, and we need to continue to be made aware of some of the dynamics related to it. Yeah, we're going to go deep on this here today with our guest in just a few moments here. I'm excited for the guest that's going to join you. But uh, before we uh, introduce him, let's uh, mention again that we're open to your questions being submitted to us through our website, Health, Hope, and Inspiration. And uh, we are getting a number of great questions that we'll share in the weeks ahead, but we're also getting some great comments, Percy. We are. So thank you, first of all. And we want you to, I want to uh, continue to encourage all of you to continue to uh, touch, reach out to us, share your comments and your questions. And here's a question or comment that uh, we received. uh, And this is from Cranberry, New Jersey. I heard on your program that if you subscribe to HHI, you can get a free subscription to the Bide app. And that is absolutely correct. So continue to do so. Uh, Thanks. I love the app and my paid subscription ran out last year. So, hey, how timely is that, Wayne? Good timing. Yeah. Well, here's what we know. Uh, We, we, you know, we are men of faith and we know that God always provides for his people. So this is a provision, I believe, that probably is going to be effective for so many, just like this gentleman. So please take advantage of the Abide app uh, relationship that we have and that we will continue to offer to you free of charge. And uh, Wayne will give you information on how to access uh, that uh, a little bit later and and what needs to happen. But, yeah, absolutely continue to take advantage uh, of that relationship. We're grateful for it. Okay, be prepared to write down this information uh, that I'll give in a moment about this free app. But right now, why don't you give us our spiritual nugget while we get ready to write down the info, Percy? So our spiritual nugget is Isaiah chapter 1, verse 18, and it reads as follows. Come now and let us reason together, 
saith the Lord. And I chose this scripture today because, again, I do not want to polarize or alienate any community or any ethnic group with regard to the focus of this conversation. But as this scripture reminds us that let us all come together so we can reason together and talk about things that are relevant uh, to any and all persons, obviously, so that we can be open, receptive, and hopefully empowered to react and respond accordingly. So come now, let us all reason together, saith the Lord, as we talk about this conversation today with regard to prostate cancer and the impact in this particular conversation with regard to the African-American community. All right, just before we hear from our guest today, here's that information about the Abide Meditation app. We have now teamed up with the Abide Meditations to make this subscription of Abide's mobile app free to this HHI Health, Hope, and Inspiration community. Abide makes Bible meditations delightful. You can learn to meditate in five minutes a day and rest peacefully with Abide's Bible-based sleep stories. So here's what you do. Text HHI to 22433 for your free subscription. Quiet your mind, relax your body. Text HHI to 22433. One more time, the letters HHI to 22433. And we believe you will be blessed and encouraged through this free subscription to the Abide Meditations app. Percy has an excellent guest to bring to us now here on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Well, hey, 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 this is Pastor P, Reverend Percy McRae, back again to bring you a compelling conversation. As always, we talk about issues that matter from a healthcare perspective, uh, the faith community, and any and all things that are relevant from that perspective. And I have a very unique and important conversation today. I am at the Conference of National Black Churches, uh, the CNBC, uh, being held in Orlando, Florida. And I have with me today uh, a very important person that is really involved uh, in some major things that are taking place in our community, Dr. Keith Schultz. He is the Vice President of Vista Equity Partners, and he'll kind of explain and, and unpack a little bit about what he does and, 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 and who he is working with. But he's on the board of uh, a prostate cancer initiative that I have been asked to participate in, uh, representing uh, Cancer Treatment Centers of America and City of Hope, which is how I met him. And today we're going to talk about uh, some phil philanthropic work with regard to uh, what can be described as deserts, you know, areas uh, in the community that are are in lack of uh, support from a resource perspective and et cetera. Today, Dr. Keith Schultz, welcome to Health, Hope, and Inspiration, my friend. How are you doing? I am doing just fine. Uh, just one correction. I wish my mother and my father would have loved to have seen me go to medical school and actually become a doctor, but I am not. Uh, right. Just so you are not a medical doctor. <laughs> I am not a medical doctor, okay. just for the record. That got you. Um, but, um, but, 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 but I mentioned the notion earlier um, why we were having the discussion about my why. My why is, is rather large. Yep. Uh, my dad um, died from cancer when I was four uh, and left my mom as a single parent mm -hmm. uh, raising three sons, uh, and my, well, two, three, three of us, three boys and a daughter. Um, but I've also had a lot more cancer um, incidences in my family. I had an aunt who had uh, breast cancer, surviving breast cancer survivor. Uh, my brother-in-law, when I was in high school, developed brain cancer. He, he was a brain cancer survivor for 20 years. Wow. Um, uh, and so he and my sister struggled through uh, the last years of his life while he was um, suffering from uh, brain cancer. And then it went to his lungs, and he, he passed away several years ago. Uh, and then most recently, my wife um, developed a, a very rare form of 
um, ovarian cancer. And but for the grace of God, the, the doctor who performed um, the procedure actually performed the procedure in such a way that it saved her life. Um, okay. And so, so I've got a long history of uh, cancer of one sort or another in my family. Uh, and as a result of those activities, when asked um, by the Prostate Cancer Foundation to join the Prostate Cancer Foundation board, it was an easy decision because I've lived the life that many um, uh, have suffered through cancer, so it resonated with me. So I, I, I joined uh, the Prostate Cancer Foundation um, about just over a year ago. And, and that foundation is headed up by whom? The Prostate Cancer Foundation is headed by Dr. Charles Ryan. He's the president and CEO. They're out of Santa Monica, uh, California. And they do a great deal of work in terms of research, um, awareness, education, um, to ensure that uh, people are aware of the, in, in, as I see it, the disproportionate incidence of mortality of prostate cancer in black men. And so let's go there. Uh, and I, I want to read some statistics that will support this. According to the American Cancer Society, the five-year relative survival rate for prostate cancer is 99%. Yeah, you're right. The, the statistics that address that are affecting black men is pretty astonishing. For example, um, one in six compared to one in eight black men suffer from prostate cancer yeah. or will be diagnosed. One in six for blacks versus one in eight uh, for their white counterparts. So let's talk about it. <laughs> if you're detected early. Um, uh, uh, this reminds me of a, a friend of mine who... who August a year ago, he was diagnosed, or his prostate, he had a, his prostate cancer numbers were going up. He blew it off. He blew it off until the December time frame. He was going in for another procedure, and they found out that his numbers were off the chart. Uh, August to December. So four months passes, and he effectively thought that he would get around to it. Okay. Uh, life got in the way. Job got in the way. And in January, he was about to go in for emergency surgery. Wow. Right? Um, and so... He spoke to a lot of the friends that we had that were working in the area of prostate cancer, urologists and so forth, um, and he decided to pause. He pumped the brakes, okay. uh, and he actually went in for a robotic-assisted procedure. Okay, I'm familiar with you. Which, less invasive, less fewer side effects and the like, um, and he, back to work in two weeks. Okay. Back to work in two weeks. Um, and so, but he delayed it. Another instance here at the Conference of National Black Churches, one of the bishops was telling me a story about a friend of his who said, I will not be violated by another man. Yes. Uh, that person died. Yeah, yeah. Because he, he wouldn't go back in and get checked. And, um, and, and I've so, heard that a lot. I've heard it. Uh, I've been in this arena for going on my 28th year. Mm -hmm. uh, I myself am a third year uh, early colon cancer oh. patient survivor, doing well, mm -hmm. had surgery, and uh, we caught it early, very, very early. And I think that that's the point. Now, the thing that, that is interesting to me, and I've read some, some information uh, that suggests that there are a lot of reasons, and I think the latter point that you just made is probably the biggest one of why so many men avoid dealing with, addressing, and looking at this matter because of the dynamic of, again, I'll, I'll say sexuality and, and, and feeling violated and I won't have another man, et cetera, et cetera. We've, we've got to address that and, and, and try to counter that. And I would imagine that's part of the work sure. that, that you're doing right now and that you're involved in that I have now the privilege to kind of partner with you guys with. Yeah. Part of what we wanted to do is do three things. One was to increase the awareness. Okay. Because a lot of people don't know the statistics. Okay. A lot of people, as an example, don't realize that uh, 
black men from West African ancestry mm. are predisposed because of a genetic, genetic marker ah. to prostate cancer. So increased awareness. The other is education. Yes, there are lots of different ways to do testing. Yes, there's a blood test. Right. Yes, there's a digital rectal exam. Yes. There are lots of ways yes. uh, they could detect um, or at least start the process of detecting uh, the extent to which an individual um, may be suffering from elevated prostate cancer, mm-hmm. um, elevated prostate. Uh, and so awareness, education, and then screening. We believe that if you do those three things, you'll detect it early. And then you get to that 99%. Got you. Uh, and so a large portion of what the black men's um, health initiative is working to do is to do those three things. Um, we've partnered with um, the folks at Mount Sinai okay. um, out of New York. Uh, when I say we, I really mean what we call Team Robert, which is Robert F. Smith, founder, chairman, and CEO of Vista Equity Partners and Philanthropist, uh, for whom I work uh, there at Vista Equity Partners. Uh, he's very interested in addressing health disparities. And this is long before COVID. Um, okay. And so what, what had occurred is between uh, Robert Smith, um, Dr. Ash Tawari over at Mount Sinai, and previously to Chuck um, over at PCF, um, we work, started working through a series of initiatives to, to determine how best to address this issue, this issue of this uh, disproportionate incidence and mortality of prostate cancer. And during that time frame, um, there were two primary activities that we wanted to focus on. And one was uh, this issue of the genetic marker. Okay. Um, most people are aware that um, women have the pap smear test. They take the pap smear test to determine uh, the extent to which they have cancer and so forth. Well, during the middle of COVID, one of the areas that um, Robert wanted to pur- purposefully address was the issue of this genetic marker problem. Okay. And so during the summer of 2020, it came out, it's actually posted now on the Prostate Cancer Foundation website. And if you do a little bit of research on the polygenic risk score okay. and Robert F. Smith, you'll see the work that he did in terms of contributing funds, uh, in terms of his philanthropy to support um, the ongoing work at the Prostate Cancer Foundation for the polygenic risk score test. And it's a genetic marker. So as an adolescent, once through the trials and approved by the FDA and so forth, uh-huh. an adolescent could be checked to determine whether or not he's predisposed for most lethal forms of prostate cancer. Interesting. Um, and so if 15 years old and you've detected you have this and you've, you've determined that you had this genetic marker, yeah. what would you do differently if you're 15? You could manage the disease better. Absolutely. Right? You could manage the disease better. Yeah. Um, and so that was one of the items. So that was funded in the middle of COVID back in the summer of 2020. Wow. The other activity, and I mentioned this with uh, Dr. Tuari over at Mount Sinai, another was how do we ensure that those individuals who, for whatever reason, are not predisposed to come into a location called a hospital to actually seek medical care. Okay. Well, let's take care to them. Got let's it. take care to them. Okay. So as we're here at the let's conference, meet them where meet they them are. Meet them where they are. Exactly. So as we are doing here at the national at the conference of national black churches uh, event here in Orlando, um, there is a mobile unit called the Robert F. Smith Mount Sinai Mobile Prostate Unit. It's here. Um, it has been on the road since for the la- since last. March. Okay. Um, it was commissioned in March of 2022, uh, this year, yes, sir. Uh, in Harlem. And we've actually done a couple of things that's really important. Take health care to people where they are. Yeah. So we started at a housing project in Harlem. Uh, that unit has also been down to uh, Jamal Bryant's church in uh, just outside of Atlanta, where there was a community festival. So yeah. we did screening as part of a community festival. Okay. And he's here at the conference it, 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 this no, year. Yeah, the bishop, his, do- his father is here. Oh, I ran into him. His okay. father is here. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Um, and so, um, so, and he's actually right there in the Baltimore, Washington metropolitan area. Um, uh, yeah. The, the Dr. Bishop Bryant. Yes. Uh, um, and so the mobile unit, is, it, it's intended 
uh, and it was always intended to be in the New York uh, metropolitan area there with Mount Sinai. But periodically, it's gone on the road. Like I indicated, it's been to, it's been to Georgia. It's here in Orlando, and it's again taking healthcare. In the case of prostate cancer, it's fully equipped to do all the things you need to do to do the screening and so forth. PSA. PSA. Every, blood exam, draw. Okay. Everything you need. Um, and so Dr. Tuara and his team uh, do a really good job at taking health care into the community. We do know that that one bus can't do all that's necessary nationwide, right? Wow. That one bus can't do all that's necessary nationwide. Um, and so um, we're always in search of others who see the need yes. um, for um, providing this type of service in the communities in the local in the local area, we've expanded the team. That's why we're having this discussion. Yes. Um, and so, while it started with uh, the Prostate Cancer Foundation, uh, the Cal- University of California, San, Fr- San Francisco, as well as uh, the folks at Mount Sinai, Robert, we've expanded the team okay. because we recognize that if one wanted to be more nationwide, um, there's there was a national presence that was necessary, and hence the City of Hope. Um, we're also always looking for uh, trusted members within the community. That's why we're here at the Conference of National Black Churches. Mm-hmm. That's why the mobile unit is here. Who better than the 30,000 uh, 30, congregations and 20 million people? Yeah. If you wanted to get the word in terms of increasing awareness, education, and screening, then to work through the black church. Now, what's interesting, I uh, interviewed Bishop Sheard earlier ah, okay. today, and he was on a panel discussion earlier mm-hmm. that I, I was able to listen to, and it was a, it was a real privilege and pleasure to, and he was gracious, and he mm-hmm. was humble, and he was kind, and he gave me his his kind of theological overview of, of being practical with this conversation. Uh, you, you alluded to what better relationship to partner with than the, the faith community, the black churches, and, and, and the numbers that they represent. What, what is still the, is, do you see a challenge, and, and I'm, I'm trying to lead you somewhere, <laughs> with regard to getting the faith community to embrace the idea more holistically around uh, entertaining, and, and that was part of the panel discussion, and recognizing the value of medical care in combination with our spiritual walk of faith so that we can, we walk by faith, but mm-hmm. faith without works is dead. And we've got to combine those two schools of thought together so that we can be better from a healthcare perspective. What say you about that? I agree. Um, Dr. W. Franklin Richardson and Dr. Jackie Burton uh, at the Conference of National... We're partners yes, in this. Yes. And we're partners for a reason. Yeah, I had a chance to speak uh, with them earlier Yeah, today. we're partners for a reason. And we've been doing a great deal of work. When I say we, again, Team Robert, as I call it, have been doing a great deal of work in this whole notion of black men's health, but more broadly, black health. Yeah. Um, as you heard during the discussion uh, from the folks at CDC and elsewhere, there's a bigger initiative beyond just prostate cancer and the Conference of National Black Churches. Yeah. It's really black health, yeah. whether it be maternal health, whether it be uh, infant, kind of all the issues that are associated with black health, because if we can address the issue of our healthiness, all of the other comorbidities that drove the COVID challenge that we surf- suffered. Diabetes, all obesity. Of those, all of those kind of issues that uh, disproportionately, again, yeah, heart affect, disease, all, all of, of them just affect, just disproportionate effects. So the whole notion of the black church and health, they were already doing it. Okay. They were already doing it. Um, and, and we had worked with um, uh, Jackie and her team at the start of COVID on the very same issue in terms of vaccinations, yes. as you saw during the video. Correct. Um, the CDC folks were speaking about there was no adult vaccination program. And so who did they reach out to? They reached out to the Conference of National Black Churches. Okay. Because they got 20 million people. Right, right? exactly. And so easy. It made easy. sense. It, it made 
eminently, per perfectly good sense. Uh, and because we already had an extended relationship on a whole lot of other areas with uh, Franklin Richardson and Jackie, it just made the, the partnership in terms of joining forces together on something so important an easy one to make. And, and I appreciate you kind of breaking that down because, you know, I've, I've been in the ministry almost 30 years. I'm a second-generation pastor on my mom's side of the family. And there still has been historically somewhat of a disconnect with, again, being people of faith. You know, our religion and spirituality is, is bedrock to who we are as a people. You know, going back to indigenous, you know, activities mm -hmm. and, and so on and so forth. But my concern and what I have noticed uh, is that there still can be a tendency sometimes for us as people of, of color that we tend to disconnect from the idea that good medical care and engagement with the medical community also can be aligned with our, our sense of spirituality. And sometimes we tend to think that we're trading one off for the other and that we're, we need to marry them together more so that we can have people become more comprehensive around, as you said, black health from a faith perspective. I'll give you another example. Um, many folks are probably aware if you're in the HBCU community, I'll, I'll go, I'm going to go down this path. <laughs> okay. Back in September, there was a, the, 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 the MetLife Classic. Yep. It was at the, the, the Giant Stadium in East Rutherford, New Jersey. And what we did during that particular activity is we brought together several groups. We brought together the National Medical Association, Garfield uh, Clooney, okay. right? Black doctors. Uh, back to your point of understanding the science, uh, we brought together the researchers, PCF in their researches. We brought back, brought together clinicians in terms of uh, Kristen and the folks from uh, from your organization were there. Uh, we brought together uh, the folks from philanthropy, of course, Robert Smith was there and others. And we brought together the folks from Mount Sinai. We brought all of those people together. And of course, Jackie was there. Of course. So we brought the faith-based community, practitioners, philanthropy, medical practitioners that were that were trusted within the community called there the we NMA, go. There we go. right? There we trusted go. in the community. And we brought the faith-based community trusted in the, in the community okay. all together as part of that activity. And there were a series of public service announcements that we did during the game as well as during the stadium because we also recognized that if we can bring those groups together, we can go very far by ourselves, Absolutely. but we can go much further together. Yeah. And so we thought that by bringing all those groups together, philanthropy, uh, trusted people in the community, whether it be the church or the uh, folks from the National Medical Association, as well as uh, practitioners, the folks from Mount Sinai. Um, and, and I'll give you an example. Most people have never watched a radical prostatectomy. You're right. Um, one of the things that I experienced during my years-long training when I was going through this set of discussions was I went to Mount Sinai and Dr. Ashtuari was doing a, a, a student series where he actually performed a radical, pro, a radical prostatectomy. Wow. Right? Robotic assistant. Yes. And fantastic in terms of the work that can be done. Yeah. Oh. And so I, it, my surgery was robotically yeah. assisted. It's, and when it, I looked at the video of that from a, a colon perspective, it was mind boggling. Exactly. And so if people can see that there's science involved and and we can trust the and, science and it can be trusted because you're getting it from trusted advisors. Like, like I told you the story about my wife, her surgeon was an African-American female. Got it. Right. Uh, trusted. That's why she went there. When we went through the procedure, we did not know that because she was relatively recent out of training, she saw this particular type of disease that's really rare. My wife could have died from her ovarian cancer. I mean, it was so bad that when she got diagnosed on her birthday, okay. um, we went through the fall, going through all the procedures. We celebrated Christmas in October. 
Wow. And you can imagine why we celebrated Christmas in October. Sure, sure. Because she was going into the procedure in November. Right. Didn't tell our boys who were away. We said, we're not going to worry them because there's nothing they could do. They were, one of them was in, sco- in college and the other had just moved to, uh, to Chicago. We have two boys that are 28 and 27 now. But very important that because she was trusted, we didn't know what she was doing and why she did it. Yeah. And we didn't know until after the fact why she chose the type of procedure she did. And she told us after the fact, here's why I did what I did. I had seen some research based on what I had done previously, and I realized that if we took it out a certain type of way, it could cause, you wouldn't be here, effectively. So she, okay. it, it was effectively, they pulled things out in what looks like a sock, and because of the way that they, they, they extracted um, certain organs and so forth from her, yeah. no spillage, no issues, no cancer, wow. and within three months, no radiation, no anything. Wow. That's a blessing. And, and with that being said, and I'm, I'm so excited to be here, and I was so excited when I was brought into the yeah. loop, because these are the types of conversations and the type of information, uh, and, and it was spoken about by the panel today mm-hmm. with regard to misinformation or disinformation at the end of the day that will, will literally change the dynamic of, again, I'll use your language, black health across mm-hmm. the board, sure. because there will be a confidence as you stated, in the medical community, in the science, and as people of faith to understand that we can still use our faith, pray, trust God, and do all of the things that we do, but also sit down and have a conversation with a medical doctor and be confident in that science and in that medicine. I'm not a trained person of the clergy, and I'm not a person that's gone through medical school, but my faith tells me that God created everything. Absolutely. Right? Uh, God created the knowledge the doctors have. Every good and perfect gift comes God from above. God <laughs> guides the hands of doctors and surgeons. Absolutely. And so if, in fact, science leads you down this path, um, that after all is said and done, that God leads you to the hands of a trained physician, yeah. maybe you should trust God. Absolutely. Maybe you should trust God. Um, because I know we trusted God, and my wife is here today. Yes, sir. She People trusted God and, while she was listening to her doctor. That's right. And, and she, free and clear, no sign, no radiation, no, no chemo, no anything. Wow. And while we didn't think we were going to be celebrating Christmas, we celebrated Christmas. Well, I'm grateful for you, my friend. I, I appreciate the opportunity to be able to be part of this partnership. And we're going to talk more about some of the things that you're doing. Um, I pray for, again, uh, and thank God for the philanthropic Uh, wisdom and assistance that's coming uh, to kind of push and propel this dynamic as we partner together in the community with regard to health as a whole, certainly black health, and the ability to kind of move in a direction that will change the trajectory and the thinking process of of, uh, health, wellness, and the path of medicine and science. I am grateful. Thank you for giving me a little bit of your time. It's been a long day. It's late. And... uh, We're going to talk again, my friend. With that being said, you have heard today from uh, Keith uh, Schultz. He is not a doctor. I want to make that perfectly clear. I I correct myself. He is the vice president of Vista Equity Partners, uh, doing amazing things here at uh, the Conference of National Black Churches. And today you have heard him on health, hope, and inspiration. Take care. God bless. We'll talk soon. Bye. 
And what a valuable service to all of us to hear from Keith here today. Thank you, Percy. We'll talk more about it in just a moment. But if you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider City of Hope with locations from coast to coast. Their team of more than 11,000 includes researchers, associates, scientists, doctors, nurses, allied health professionals, graduate students, fundraising specialists, marketing professionals, volunteers, and support staff, all united by their desire to find cures and save lives. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com and click on Sponsor to learn more about City of Hope. Or contact a member of their team with questions you may have about your treatment options by simply calling 866-712-HOPE. That's 866-712-HOPE. City of Hope uses a patient-centered approach and a wide range of technologies and techniques to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Percy, you do it every week. You bring people to us that we learn from, and what a valuable service you provided to us here today. Well, I'm blessed, as we've talked about before and fortunate. I get to meet people from, you know, from virtually every walk of life with regard to being touched by cancer. And in this particular case, we had an opportunity to speak to a very high-profile individual, Keith, uh, who is the vice president uh, for Robert F. Smith and, and for many of us. And we'll also hear more about who Robert F. Smith is in a second interview with Keith that'll be aired later on. But this is a philanthropist who is uh, financing uh, an initiative around uh, prostate cancer awareness. Uh, He is financing mobile uh, prostate bus units. It's called the Robert F. Smith Mobile Prostate Unit. Uh, And it was actually on site at the conference where both Keith and I was. I had an opportunity to kind of take a peek in it, and it had everything that you could imagine. Well, well, tell us what Uh, you saw. What's it like? Well, it you know it, it it's obviously it's very clinical. It's there to provide uh, PSA blood draws uh, for men, and and it's an important thing to understand because a lot of men still are struggling with the idea of you know invasive uh, procedures with regard to prostate cancer, uh, you know uh, screenings and so on and so forth. But it, it was set up very much like if you've ever uh, given blood on one of those mobile buses mm-hmm. where they draw blood. Yeah. It was set up very much like that where there was a a, a clinician clinical person there uh they drew your blood you know they got some pertinent information from you so that they could uh kind of uh screen it and take a look at it to see what your markers are from a, a psa perspective to see if they're out of range or high or low to begin to start at least giving some men uh, a baseline understanding of where they are from a prostate cancer perspective very professional very well set up very organized and again it's a mobile unit mm-hmm. and it's going across the united states what of a america great service Oh, it's awesome. It really, really is. So I was really impressed, to say the least, about that. Well, let's review some of the other things that Keith talked about and what they're doing. Yeah, well, obviously, the the big thing that I think is important to just uh, reiterate is what, what what is the objective for for this prostate cancer awareness campaign? And again, we read some numbers earlier today that hopefully will resonate with, with anyone in terms of understanding the importance of the disproportionate Uh, incident rate and in some cases death rate of prostate cancer among African-American men. And the three uh, key uh, objectives that he mentioned was, number one was to increase awareness, uh, you know, and and I'm going to use his, I'm going to quote his uh, language. He said, black men from West African ancestry are predisposed 
because of a genetic marker uh, to prostate cancer. That was very interesting to me when I heard that. And then number two, to provide education about various ways to do testing. And then, of course, ultimately to get men to participate in screenings. And so, you know, that's the objective. That's the goal at the end of the day. And I thought he made a very profound point that typically, uh, and I think this may be true for all men, but uh, certainly uh, has been the case from his experience with African-American men, that most men will not go to the doctor about their prostate unless their wife tells them to or unless their wife encourages them. And for all of the men listening, I'm putting up air quotes when I use the word encourage. I'll let you kind of figure it out. We know from personal experience, don't we? (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. So, again, uh, the whole dynamic here at work is, you know, to take health care to people where they are. So, you know, they started moving uh, throughout different areas and different uh, uh, cities and states, and they're adding more buses as they move along. But, you know, this was part of the focus uh, at this conference uh, with African-American, you know, pastors and, and senior leaders to say, listen, we need to create a high level conversation and awareness and we need to start with the senior leadership so that they can filter down into the pews and into the community in which they serve. And so it was a very important and still is uh, important function. He works for Robert F. Smith, who is the founder and chairman and CEO of Vista Equity Partners. Uh, and he's a philanthropist who does work on on many different levels that many people may not even be aware of in terms of financing uh, philanthropic work to help in, increase and advance uh, the community at large. So it was it was just a great conversation. What a generous thing to do with your money. Oh, my goodness gracious. You know, when you think about it, uh, that's really the purpose of, of having wealth, right, is to is to pass it forward and do something for, for the benefit of others. And that certainly is the case uh, with this initiative and with Team Robert, as uh, Keith likes to refer to with regard to this objective and this initiative. Yeah. You talk about the fact that as men, we are reticent to go to the doctor. Uh, <laughs> our free resource this week is called The Battle of the Mind. And mm. uh, let's talk about that. <laughs> it is available at our website. You put this together. So tell us what it is. I did, and I, I chose this particular resource strategically for this conversation. I so I saw, you did. yeah, I, yeah, I saw I, you kind I, of put a two and two. Your madness, I understand. <laughs> well, it, you know, in in general, when we talk about the battle of the mind, I think that we are now in a time in our culture that we understand that there's a lot that takes place that we need to address from a mental perspective. Talking about mental health, mental wellness. But when we talk about cancer in particular, there can be a mental battle that takes place, a blockage, you know, uh, fear, anxiety, insecurity, uh, indecision, et cetera, et cetera. And so this uh, resource is designed to equip and help people to work through, you know, take the challenge of what's going on in your thought life. I, I say it this way all the time, Wayne. Do we ever stop to think about what we think about? Yeah. And so... The Battle of the Mind is a document that kind of helps us to work through some of those mental hurdles, obstacles that may either be hindering us or or, or or not allowing us to move forward in whatever direction that we need to move in, certainly with our health and certainly with our wellness. You want to download this document and you want to share it with your family and friends. It is a tremendous 
uh, encouragement and challenge to any of us with regard to what's going on in our thought life. Yeah, and it's very simple to download. You'll find it at healthhopeandinspiration.com, the battle of the mind. That same website is where you can go to submit a question to us or leave a comment. As we read a comment earlier about the Abide Meditation app, the website again is healthhopeandinspiration.com. If you'd like to leave a comment or question, uh, click on connect and you'll be able to type it in there. Connect at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Well, this program began with that passage from Isaiah. Let's wrap it up with the same. Yep. So we're going to close with our spiritual nugget. And again, we thank God for this conversation. And and really, this, there's a sentiment and a challenge that I want this scripture to kind of send out to us in our community, particularly with regard to kind of the dis, disproportionate dynamic of impact of, of health and sickness and disease to certain segments of our community, as we've just discussed. And so the scripture tells us, Isaiah 1 and 18, come now and let us reason together. Let's talk about these things. Let's try to figure out what's going on and what can we do to change that dynamic and turn that tide. Come now and let us reason together, saith the Lord. And so we want to get together. We want to come together, have conversations with your neighbors, have conversations with your coworkers, have conversations with your family members around the dynamic of prostate cancer and awareness, and most certainly with regard to that impact uh, within the African-American community. And let's pull together and say, we're going to do something about this, and we're going to push this conversation forward. That's Reverend Percy McRae, our host. I'm Wayne Shepherd, and I think that'll do it for this edition of Health, Hope, and Inspiration, Percy. Absolutely. So with that being said, we've got work to do, don't we, folks? So let's keep chopping the wood. Until the next time, We'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Health, Hope, and Inspiration is sponsored by and produced by City of Hope, a world leader in cancer research, treatment, and prevention. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider City of Hope, a world leader in cancer research, treatment, and prevention. Our hospitals in California, Georgia, Illinois, and Arizona are dedicated to making a difference in the lives of cancer patients. Our team of more than 11,000 includes researchers, associates, scientists, doctors, nurses, allied health professionals, graduate students, fundraising specialists, marketing professionals, and volunteers and support staff all united by our desire to find cures and save lives. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialist about questions you may have about your treatment options. City of Hope is dedicated to tailoring a combination of cancer treatments to the needs of each individual patient. From advanced genomic testing to state-of-the-art technologies and evidence-informed supportive care therapies like spiritual support that target cancer-related side effects, comprehensive services are delivered by a team of cancer experts. Our national network also includes many clinical care locations, offering consultations and other medical services in a convenient outpatient setting. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com.